Hi, Riley. Hi, Grams. We, we are, are back, back with, with We React. React. And we are back with our old voice recording software. That's fun. Well, let's see how this sounds. Um, Doctor Who again? 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 Oh, no. <laughs> the poor souls. But this time, <laughs> this time, we are back with the 10th Doctor and Donna. Wow. Wow. Except we are talking about two episodes. So we're picking up where we had left off with series four, um, which was uh, Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead. Those were written by Stephen Moffat. Um, and then the next four episodes. I think, I think Forest Gump was, a, I mean, Forest of the Dead was a pretty good episode. Yeah. We talked about that one. We did talk about Forrest Gump and Forrest of the Dead. Uh, the the next four episodes were all written by Russell T. Davies. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, they have uh, a couple of different directors, but Russell T. wrote wrote the episodes, and this is the finale. Will be the finale of series four. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, where was I? Oh, so um. The, these episodes have these are this is the pair of episodes that have the doctor light and the companion light where um, you focus on one and the other one's not really in the episode much at all if at all yeah on both the episodes, so, they were in the episodes they were but, in it but but not but like not a major role like yeah. if you saw that show you would you wouldn't be able to tell that they were the main character. Like, yeah. if you saw Donna's episode and you'd never heard anything about the show, you would probably think Donna was the main character. It was Donna, right? Donna Noble or... Donna was, Noble. Yeah, it was Donna Noble. You, no, that's going to fall. So oh, okay. Don't, don't I do didn't that. know that Donna Noble was going to fall. Sorry. So, um, so we watched Midnight and Turn Left. Snubby Hammond. Uh, Midnight is the one that, if you recall, I told you that I do not like to rewatch this one. Um, I see why. And yeah. It's sad. Wait, Midnight's the one with the train, right? Uh, yeah, the one where the doctor goes on a tour bus yeah, on the planet Midnight and discovers that uh, people can be really awful sometimes. I can't believe he didn't already know that. Well. Wait, the doctor would have known about the pandemic. <laughs> right like the doctor yeah would have known and, about the pandemic and failed to tell us yeah definitely i feel like the doctor should have told us mm. yeah so so the first one midnight where the doctor is we are focusing on the doctor donna's on vacation she is just um relaxing by the pool she's having a drink she's just yeah. catching some rays getting wacky and not going on this adventure um we could think about what how it might have been different if donna had been there with him in in that tour bus probably but, wouldn't have been much of a difference but but the doctor's by himself for this one and Maybe normally donna would have been preyed on by yeah yep yeah, that would have been could awful see that. I mean, yeah, but at least it but, would be our dear doctor. But normally the doctor is 
his charming self is able to win people over. He pretty quickly can talk people into thinking of him as in charge, as in some sort of leadership role or the one that they look to for, you know, what should we do next or what's going on, Um, which he does in this. As things are happening, he's kind of taking charge and doing his thing. But then things kind of go off the rails, so to speak. And (laughs) I get it. And uh, that was funny. But there are, but the the train in the episode doesn't take wheels. No, it's not actually on rails. Yeah. But he encounters something that no one has ever encountered before, and it is unlike anything anyone has ever encountered before. So you enjoyed watching this episode. I know you were enjoying it when you were watching it. I did enjoy it. It was fun. Why did you enjoy it so much? It was it was a good episode. It is a very good episode. I did tell you it was a very good episode. You, you did you? I did. I don't remember that. Yeah. I'm Even that. though I have a hard time watching it. Shake it I, so it becomes big. <laughs> I recognize that it is a very good episode. Yes. Shake the mouse. So, um, so why why did you like it so much? Well, it we have dog company today, so there might be some sounds. She's she really wants to say hi to that dog that's walking by on the street. Anyways, see, I think it's a really well written episode, and it's pretty sad. Yeah. And it, it shows Doctor that not everybody's a decent person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, these were pretty ordinary people, and they were, most of the time they were okay, but then they could just be, um, they, they got into this kind of mob mentality. And that, that's something that, um, that really bothers me when I see this. It drives me crazy when people are um, talking, like they 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 can't stop talking at a moment when they need to just be quiet and like take stock and listen and think about what's happening and what to do next. Mm-hmm. And they just can't stop talking. They just are running off at the mouth and like um, working themselves and each other up into a frenzy. Indeed. And they can't shut up. That just drives me nuts. Like I would have had to just scream at them and be like, shut up. Indeed. Yeah. Um, I definitely. Sorry, Jenny dropped her bone. <laughs> so um, they were annoying when they were doing that. Most of the time they were just being scared people who um, – they, they just were terrified and didn't know what to do and just wanted to get rid of it. Yep. Get it out of here. Mm-hmm. So, but what did you think about the, whatever it was? You can't really say monster. I mean, how clever, this might be the most clever they've ever done uh, a, a thing because you don't ever see anything. I tend to like spooky things where you don't see the thing because it adds to the horror because like if you're not 
if it's not described to you or shown to you, you get you get to imagine what it looks like. If you can imagine yeah. what it looks like, it can be well. Super can you scary. even imagine what it looks like? Because it it doesn't look like anything. Like there isn't. Yeah, but you get to like make anything your own, like, to imagine for it in your mind. Like all you do is hear it, and kind you of, never see anything. Kind of reminds me of Bird Box, which. I really liked the idea of Bird Box, but I did not like the movie that much. It was fine. Way better movies out there, though. Mm-hmm. But, like, and all the accounts of the monster from Bird Box are different. And that mm-hmm. was really cool. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. That was such an interesting concept. And yep. I really like that. I, I, everyone knows that the less you show of the monster, the better. But they often fail to stick to that rule and then end up showing too much and um, it just loses the magic when you you see it and you're like, okay, well, this yeah. is not as much of a big deal as when you are just imagining you have no idea what it looks like. I think that's what works so well with the Alien movie. I didn't watch the mm-hmm. sequel, but I've watched the first one. And it wasn't scary to me, but it was creepy at times. And it was great how... The, sur- the alien really fit in with the surroundings. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it was in plain sight. Yeah. It was in plain sight and it looked like the machinery in the background. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, was so well cool. <laughs> I love that so much. The way it just kind of unfolds itself when it, you know, starts moving. Yeah. Yeah. That was creepy. I love that. That was cool. You never, you, I don't think you ever got to see like its full body, like a full shot. I don't know. Like, they did flashes of it. But you never got, like, and, a good look but, at it. But no, you don't get full-on looks at it, yeah. And that's great. Yeah. It's like, and you never really know well. if that's machinery or mm-hmm. Um. So, back to Midnight. So, we never see anything. All we do is hear, we hear the knocking. It definitely sounds like knocking and not just, like, pounding, I think. Um, I remembered that episode only for the knocking. And then it just, what like, what is this repeat oh, after me so thing? And then, and then it's not repeating. It's, it like steals your voice or your ability to speak. Like, what is it even doing? We don't know anything. We could do an episode on the Queen's Gambit sometime. Yeah. We can. That was such a great show. We need to. That mm-hmm. show was really great. It was so sad. Not like I'm gonna cry sense, but like the oh, oh, wow, wow, that's <laughs> that's sad. You know? Well, we're gonna put the book on our reading list. We are once we're done reading the shining and stuff. Mm-hmm. You need to catch up to me. Mm-hmm. You're on page what two? Three. <laughs> Three. <laughs> I'm on page like 75. <laughs> it's such um, a great book. You'll love it. So back to midnight. What do you think of it in the first three pages? Okay. Okay. What do you think about those people, the other characters, like the boy and the and his parents? I like the really emo kid. The emo kid. <laughs> Some of the things he said were so funny. I don't remember what he said, but I remember thinking he was funny. Yeah. I don't remember, but I remember thinking he was funny. So he has to be funny. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like how many characters were there? There was the professor and his assistant. His assistant that knew more than him. Who he basically treated like a servant. No, like a slave. And there was the the family, the, the couple and their son. Um, was there the somebody else? Who else was there? There was the girl who just recently broken up with her girlfriend. That's that was, was talking to. That was Sky, wasn't it? She was the one that gets taken over in the beginning. And how about that performance? I mean, she did an amazing performance of like just a scared person and then like whatever was I'm sad in control of her. I'm sad that she I'm sad that she didn't have more time. Yeah. Like, I know she was in, like, the whole episode, but, mm-hmm. like. Yep. And then. They the, could have done a two-parter based off that if they want, uh, if they really wanted to. Oh, no. No. They could have. It was perfect just as it was. I know, but if they wanted to, they could have. But then the the hostess. If they wanted to, they could they could do a spinoff of The Haunting of Hill House. When she. With this about, so like, the, the hostess is basically, like on board and in the thinking along the same lines as the other people for most of the episode. And then she's not. But then at the end when they are trying to actually throw the doctor out, cause they talk about throwing out, I think they talk about throwing out sky at first. Yeah. So they talk about it, but then when they're actually dragging the doctor to the door to throw him out is when she's like, Oh uh, no, this is not what you think it is. It's not happening the way you think it is. And then, amazingly, sacrifices herself and takes care of it. And nobody ever even knew her name. That was sad. You yep. probably find her name somewhere. I mean, the writers probably know her name. Oh, that was the thing. We never knew her name. She didn't have a name. But how about David Tennant's performance oh, as the doctor? He's always great. Mm-hmm. All the doctors, so almost all the doctors are great. <laughs> almost. You know yeah. who I'm talking about. Yeah. And you know who we're talking about. She's a, hmm. even better. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> totally. So, yeah, but that must have been a really intense. Um, Way better actor. Totally. Yeah, really. Like, you really get an appreciation for his acting skills when it, the spotlight is on him in this episode. Yeah. The way he's. I think Doctor um, Who's always He been... goes from being, like, in charge and then, like, trying to figure it out because he's doing his thing, like very curious and and getting into it and trying to suss it out and then as it starts to take him over just the the terror the abject terror and then when it's over and he's just um just wiped out with relief well then people finally question him on why he's always so happy when someone's about to die you know yeah, He's always about how he horrible. is all happy and excited when horrible things are happening and people are dying. Yeah, and somebody and people finally called him out. Mm-hmm. 
I don't remember what he said, but it was something like uh, people asking, well, who are you? I'm the doctor. Yeah. Just like very vague. It was very vague, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Well, they were just noticing that he's like in his element while they are all scared and uh, scared of this unknown thing. And he's all curious about it. Yeah. Until he realizes that it's actually scarier than he thought it was originally. Mm-hmm. It's scary when it's when it's targeting you. Yeah. The doctor has had a fair share of things, uh, including guns targeted at him. Mm-hmm. But he's not afraid of having a gun pointed at him. He can regenerate. But but this was something else. Yeah. And we'll never know what it was. Yeah. Imagine it being with like the troubled tribbles where they just do a part two 10 years later. <laughs> I, I think people have speculated about, you know, if they would ever do another episode on the planet midnight or yeah. anything to follow up. Uh, but I don't think, you know, anything could happen if we get Russell T back as a showrunner and he, he writes more episodes. Aren't we going to? He could. Uh, yeah. But I'm th- thinking that, he could decide to bring back anything or anyone or any story or, you know, do a follow-up on any of those he things. He can bring back mm-hmm. He can bring back anyone, really. Unit? Unit, yes, them. We can bring back the robot that I forgot. K-9! K-9, yes! <laughs> we love K-9. I was thinking about K-9 earlier. A few days ago, I was thinking of K-9. Yeah. I don't know why, but I was thinking of K-9 and my reaction to seeing him. Mm-hmm. Like, K-9, even though I didn't really know who he was, but I loved him either way. Mm-hmm. It was probably on, like, Friday. I was thinking, yesterday, yeah, yesterday. yesterday but you could appreciate him. I'm pretty sure it was yesterday, because I remember doing it. Yesterday was Friday, because today is Saturday. Yeah, but tomorrow is Sunday. So then we watched Turn Left. Did we? The next episode where oh yes that one. the which is focused on Donna and they go to this um, what is it some kind of, kind of carnival thing and she goes into a fortune teller and she gets separated from the doctor because she goes into this tent and he's off you know talking to people or whatever getting doing food doctor things doing doctor getting things wacky. And so she goes into this tent and this fortune teller has her, um, like finds out a big moment in her life when she made a choice and then convinces her to make a different choice so that this creature can get on her back. And it's, I guess it's kind of like the way the weeping angels work where it feeds off off of the. Um, alternative timeline energy of this other life that that she starts leading. Um, but because Doctor Donna, Doctor Doctor Donna, Donna, whoa! Because Donna is the most important person in all of creation. No, she's not. The universe starts converging around her and falling apart when she doesn't meet the Doctor and doesn't um, become his companion. And then he dies. So many other people die. Terrible things happen. She has to move to Leeds. 
they end up in this house with all these other people and then they get carted off in a wagon and yes. more horrible things happen. And then she meets Rose. And I'll remember in Midnight, we saw, remember we saw a flash of Rose on the screen in the mm -hmm. tour bus? I do remember For that. just a second. That was pretty weird. And, and we're like, Rose, was that Rose? Yeah. Um, then we get full on Rose in the next episode, Turn Left, where she comes to Donna and she says, you got to go back and turn left because this is not the world that is supposed to be. And by the way, the stars are going out, but that has nothing to do with anything. Just uh, just put that in the back of your mind for later. Yeah, for later. Um, you'll see. You'll, you'll see, boys. Yeah. So the rent, you're wasting your time. We're broke. You yeah. broke your word. This is absurd. There is one way you might you won't have to pay. This is absurd. <laughs> um so your dreams will become a reality. So Donna Jesse has to go back. Yes. But well first she has to figure out mm -hmm. What was the thing that, um, the, the choice that she made that was different? Because she, she doesn't automatically know. Like a lot of times when you make a choice, you don't know what would have happened had you made the other choice. Yeah. I always um, find that interesting thinking of what would have happened if I made this choice. Yeah. I mean, you can think about it, but you don't really know the um the other ripples that happen around to other people around you uh, based on the choices that you make so donna was thinking you know if i turn this way i get this job and at this company and if i turn that way then i get this temp job and you know i'm good as a temp and i know that this this is job i can do and she's just thinking, you know, what's one job over another? Like, is it that big of a deal? Maybe she'll make a little more money at this one. Maybe she'll last a little bit longer at that one. It's not that big of a deal to her. And so she just turns. But um, she's not thinking in terms of, well, if I go this way, then I'm on this path where I will meet a very significant person and more significant things will happen in my life and in yeah. everyone's lives if I go that way. Like, there's no way she could have known yeah, definitely. I agree. So, um, but Rose hooks her up to a contraption and mm -hmm. she transports her back and then she has to run because they, they land her too far away from the intersection where she's supposed to go and she has to run like six blocks or something. Could you run six blocks if you, if somebody was like, run, you've got two minutes to get there. Not in two minutes. No, <laughs> I couldn't. I know that. I would make it half a block and be like, uh, yeah, I'm dead. This is not happening. But she figures out another way to do it because she's Donna and she's clever. There is one way. You won't have to pay. <laughs> the... There's another way she can make herself turn left without having to be there. Mm -hmm. And then, then the moment when Rose tells her to 
give this doctor the give the, the doctor this message. And, and now that the block is reset. And she, um, <laughs> Rose gives, tells Donna to give the doctor this message. And when the doctor tells, when Donna tells a doctor who she saw, and he figures out that that must have been Rose. And she says, she had a message for you. And he says, what was it? What did you think it was? Were you trying to guess what it was? Were you thinking? Bad wolf. Is it bad wolf? It was bad wolf. It was bad wolf. It might have been paintball, but. I thought that she was just going to say Rose Tyler. Like, yeah. obviously. She could have said, I'm Rose. Because it was, the implication was she was telling Donna who she was. Like, tell the doctor that you saw me. and And she was, but in a different way by saying bad wolf. And then the doctor is freak out look and the music and the cloister bell rings. And it's like, Oh my God. I see why she would have told him to say bad wolf though. Yeah. Because could have been a rose from a different universe where none of that happened. But by saying bad wolf, she acknowledges that all those things happen and she yeah. is the rose that the doctor knew. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, she and have said it any better. at the same time, it sends the message that this is bad. Like, this is a bad thing. This is serious. There's some, you know. Exactly. So, you know, it's a warning as well as a message about who she is. So it was perfect. It was really perfect. I loved it. That was well written. Perfect. Thank you, Russell. You did a good job. Thanks, Russell. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. So that's basically the end of Happy series four. Russell something something Davis. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. And then we just have the season finale where we wrap up why the Have stars are going out. Finale? We have already watched it, but we'll. We'll record about it later because I wanted to be able to focus on these two episodes and talk about them before we move on to season finale. And then we're going to talk about all of the um, specials that happen after that before the doctor's regeneration. Anything else you wanted to say about either of these episodes? Are these your favorite? What do you think about these as in comparison to the previous ones, the silence in the library? I prefer them over them. You do? Midnight was amazing. Yes, it is. It's true. It's very hard to top that one. And a turn left is really satisfying. Yeah. It just felt more satisfying than the other ones, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I'd say that those are better episodes, but I prefer turn left. Because it's more satisfying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, Midnight is really, like I said, well done, but hard to watch. Like, you get out of that feeling like you've been gutted and and just not feeling real good yeah. <laughs> about anything. <laughs> so that's why I, I do not like to rewatch that one. Well, you had to. I I. I, I actually, it was better watching it with you. I wouldn't like to watch it by myself, but it was okay watching it with you. Oh, uh, what made it so different? Well, you were really enjoying it in all the right ways. So, which I enjoyed it too when I first watched it. 
Russell you know, T. Davis. It, it's it's right up my alley. It's just the kind of psychological um, twistiness that I like. So. Yeah, I like my brain being twisted. Yeah, Jenny's still feasting on her delicious bone. <laughs> She's being a little quieter now, I think. So that was those two. We enjoyed them. We really enjoy the Tenth Doctor and Donna, and then we will have them back together for the finale of this season with some things that happen. And then I wonder how small dogs, like how did they evolve? Cause like, what could they have done? Like the really small dogs, like Tino, like how do they hunt? Like they're so small. Well, the smaller dogs were bred to hunt for things like rats and no, I mean like dogs uh, like, like the size burrowing of Tino. burrowing creatures that that go down in little holes. No, so I mean, you need a small dog that will uh, they can get into there. So I, they were bred purposely for that. Oh, I mean like the dogs the size of Tino. I don't know the size of Tino. Let me. Where's my phone again? I lost my phone. Here it is. It's never very far. Are we talking big or small? He's super small. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just breeding. You know, you, you take the small dog and then you breed it with a smaller dog. And you breed for those smaller genes. And you just keep breeding them until they get smaller and smaller. Is this an actual dog or like a character Actual dog. Actual dog? My grandparents' dog. Oh. You're looking for a picture? Oh, no, that's not even that small. No, he's so I'm small. I'm thinking way smaller. And he's not a puppy? He's not a puppy anymore. He's just small. Yeah, that's a terrier. Yeah, they were bred to... Um, he could fit to in the palm of your hand. animals into little... Um, Caves and, and holes and tunnels. Yeah, he can fit in the palm of your hand. He's so small. But he's so cute. Mm. He's okay, so I guess we have um, gone worry. on long enough. Don't worry, guys. We won't show you a picture of Tina. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You didn't get to see that picture. You you don't deserve it's to. It's a, a very small terrier. You haven't joined your Discord, so you don't get to see. There's no... I'll post it if people start joining. Okay. If you join the Discord, then you will get you to see a picture of Tino. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's your incentive. Mm -hmm. I mean, you also get notified whenever new videos come out. Yep. Like, as soon as they're posted. Yep. And I um, am caught up with posting about our episodes. So, mm -hmm. and then. You get notified as soon whenever, as videos are posted. Um, we have new stuff. I'm trying to keep up with the Star Trek series, so I'll probably post something about Star Trek as those come out. Yeah, we also have That's non-spoilery. We also have fun channels like Zivity Duda, which is Graham's <laughs> shopping list on her computer. It's called Zivity Duda. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason for that. You have reasons, but they're such stupid names. 
Uh, it's just whatever came into my head that would allow hey, let's me. Read them. Let's read them on podcast. No, that's okay. Uh, that's okay. Mm. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear my silly names. Everybody today. wants to hear that you don't know the references for. So, no, that, but that one just came into my head. You'll explain I, them. What is the references that we do though? Not a reference or that just a thing. No, oh, that's just it's just thing. something that came into my head. I felt like Zibbidi Doodah is just something that, just a fun little thing to say. Except it's not Zibbidi Doodah, Zibbidi Doodah. Zibbidi Doodah, 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 Zibbidi Doodah. It has no meaning now. Zibbidi Doodah, Zibbidi Doodah, Zibbidi Doodah, Zibbidi Doodah. I mean, it doesn't actually, doesn't have a meaning to begin with. It has less of a meaning. It's just a sound, you know? It's a sound, and it starts with the letter Z, and so it serves its purpose. All right. I think we're done here, so we're going to sign off and say goodbye. Are there any words besides zebra that start with a Z? I'm sure there are lots of them. You can look in the dictionary. So, yeah, my voice is running out. All right, we're going to sign off now. Say goodbye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed this great episode of me and Lauren Grams for 30 minutes. Goodbye. Goodbye. Have a fun time.